Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am on your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Burra. Andre, happy 2024. How are you? Happy 2024. I'm good, you know. New year, same me. So yeah, here. we out here. Yeah, I I've really never made a news resolution that I've kept, um, mostly because I would just mostly be mad at myself when I inevitably broke it. Um, but so it's it's New Year, say me, excuse me. Um, if you yeah. if you could do one, what would it be? It probably would be something related to like being more active, or you know, actually, you know what it would be because that's something that I actually wouldn't probably something about being more consciously social, like. I'm so bad at keeping in touch with people and doing social things in my life and uh, have a lot of weekends where it's like Saturday night and I'm like, I'm so mad I'm not doing anything this weekend. And then I realize it's because I don't reach out to people. So if there was some resolution, it would be something like once every two weeks, you have to try to make plans with someone. Um, but, you know, I honestly probably should do that because that's actually that, that, that I haven't run out of time doing that. But, yeah, that would be something that I would do. What about you? Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, no, I'm, I am going to do one thing I know. Um, I'm going to stop vaping after this is done. So, okay. Yeah. Gonna that's going to be, that's good and good for your health. I mean, it's pretty, uh, you know. Yeah, it is. And I have like this, like, I, or my wife bought like necklaces for both of us because mm-hmm. we both do it, mm-hmm. um, where it's kind of like a whistle kind of deal. So mm-hmm. you kind of just like suck in it. It's more of like the action more mm-hmm. than like the nicotine itself. So yeah. Yeah. So well, I, I wish like, it was cigarettes good a while back, uh, like four years, three, mm-hmm. no, like two years ago. So this is just the next step in that evolution. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish you good luck. Um, yeah, I'd be very, it's would be very nice. Um, if you're able to, uh, you know, kick that habit, but uh, we're not here to talk about our new resolutions, although we are because we just spent two minutes on it, but we're here to talk about the second to last episode of season four of Psych, the head, the tail, the whole damn episode. Um, it's an episode about sharks. Now, what is your relationship with sharks? Uh, you know, it's a typical thing. Um, I watched Jaws at a very young age mm-hmm. and it, uh, it moved me, let's say. Uh, it, it got to the point where like, you know, I would get into pools and stuff and kind of like fear that like a shark was going to attack me, which is the most irrational thing in the world. But mm-hmm. it's um, it was very formative. But um, aside from that, like I've never seen a shark in person or mm-hmm. like, you know, aside from like an aquarium. Um, yeah. I've never known anyone that's been attacked by a shark. So, I mean, obviously, Cal, we're both from states that deal with this. Although situation. I will say I just looked it up. The numbers are actually like California averages. Where is it? In the last 10 years, California has had um, 28 reported shark attacks, and uh, Florida has had 242. <laughs> well, there's that one stretch, right, that's really bad? Yeah. the On the opposite coast from where I'm from, it's New Smyrna Beach is, the, is called the shark yeah, that's the one. capital that's the one. of the world. Um, and uh, technically, the place with the most shark attacks is in near Sydney, Australia, but uh, the Gulf Coast still has sharks. Um it was something we had to be cognizant of. Like it was not something that was a huge, huge concern, but it is something that is, you know, very much, you know, known, especially cause it's such warm water. So like really at any time of year, they could be anywhere. Um, thankfully I actually didn't see jaws at that young of an age. I think I was probably like 14 when I first saw it. Um, which I was lucky. Uh, and I've, and I've only seen the one jaws. I haven't seen. Yes. Okay. So this either. is the thing. The episode starts off with Sean talking about jaws four, and jaws right. four. this jaws sequels are very important to me because I've never seen them. But I think they are perfect evidence 
of why people, when people complain about like a sequel, like ruining an original movie, they're full of shit. Because I've never once heard someone say that Jaws is ruined by the sequels. People just ignore them. It's easy. Like everyone is full of shit when they say that. You just ignore them. Which, which one is Jaws four? That's not Jaws three D, is it? No, it's not. I think Jaws four is the Revenge. I think. Okay. Oh, that's the one with the uh, okay with Mario Van Peebles and Michael Caine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The one where um, Michael Caine says, "I've never seen the film. By all accounts, I heard it's terrible. But I've seen the but I've seen the house it's built, and by all accounts, it's lovely." <laughs> I never knew that he said that, but yeah. great. Um, but no, so yeah, that's my take on Jaws. Um, so next time your favorite movie gets a sequel, uh, just be like, "Who cares?" I mean, you watch a song letter about you just watched the first RoboCop, you know, which I think is an amazing movie. I think I personally give it a half star more than you, but that's neither here nor there. But you don't say this. I heard the sequels are terrible. I don't need to watch them. I like the first one. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really good, like the first half, and then once he gets like shot at by all the cops and like spends like I don't know twenty minutes like licking his wounds in that warehouse it's like the whole movie shuts down that is a problem that i think a lot of movies like it and a big thing with i honestly it was a huge problem with the netflix superhero marvel shows where like someone a person who's super powerful being hurt and unable to be powerful is not compelling to watch (laughs) it's just like a thing like i understand why narratively it's like you have to knock them down but it's like i don't want to watch this for a long period of time yeah, yeah. So aside from that, it was great. It's yeah. awesome. Good movie. Uh, yeah, Kurtwood Smith is absolutely unhinged. Um, you know, just incredible performance. <laughs> Ray, Ray Wise. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, we've talked about RoboCop before because I think I we we talked that I had seen it. I'm counting it as a new watch because I literally don't yeah. remember like anything that happened in it, except for that one dude like crashing into the toxic waste and then getting mm-hmm. run over and mm-hmm. splatted yeah, all over Kurtwood Smith's fucking <laughs> windshield. Terrible. It's classic. Anyway, anyway yeah, so yeah. Sean is by the beach and he's afraid to go in because he just saw Jaws 4. And Henry's trying to calm him down by basically explaining that it's super rare to get attacked by a shark. But he's not actually saying anything that is calming. He's mentioning that, you know, it's a random scenario. The shark has to be hungry. And, like, he's just not doing any – he's not helping Sean at all. Yeah, he's trying to be reassuring but, like, not at all being reassuring in any sense. And he mentions that, yeah, like, oh, so he tells Sean, like, you know, no worries. Mm. And then Sean, like, basically wants to go in. And I forgot there's, like, talk about them being the silent killers. But mm. uh, Sean has the funny line where it's like, I thought that was hypertension. Mm-hmm. It is. He's a silent killer. And then he mentions, like, and then Sean, like, right before he's about to feel good about going into the water, he's like, oh, well, you know, sharks uh, sleep during the day anyways. And that's when Henry tells him that sharks never sleep. So, mm-hmm. That's kind of where we end it. Mm. And then we cut to the present day, and it's like a night scene. Mm-hmm. Some guy's on a boat, mm-hmm. and uh, it appears that he's chumming the waters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we see a shark fin in the distance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the guy gets closer to the edge of the boat. What is it? The bow? No, the bow's a front? I don't know. I'm not I'm not an article person. Okay, gotcha. Um so yeah, he goes to the back of the boat, and the shark rises up out of the water and grabs yeah. this dude by the wrist. And, and for a while, you see, head. and for a while in the water, you see L. Cool J's hat. I mean, a shark's fin. Sorry, I got those confused all the time. Oh god. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that movie. Unironically, I, think oh, I, I like that movie too. Yeah, it's uh. good. It's um. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So he gets attacked by the shark, um, and then we see that there's a body washed up on the shore. And Lassie is trying to rush through investigating. Yeah, he um, he and he says he points out the reason why he sees that Sean and Gus are approaching. Mm-hmm. 
and he wants to get this crime solved in four minutes because he wants to like you know basically cut mm. sean and gus out of the equation because they always have some crazy theory of the crime and it always ends up being somehow correct but mm-hmm. he does seem to get a sort of clue uh mm. that leads to leads to him believing that this might not just be what it appears which is uh, yes. kind of like a more surgical uh cut mm-hmm. in the in the body that washed Sure. Yes, and as this is going on, Sean and Gus are being held back by Buzz, and uh, Sean's kind of ribbing Gus for being squeamish about dead bodies, and Gus says he's turned over a new leaf, and he wants people to call it him Guts. And of course, Sean protests, saying that that's too similar to Gus, and then the next nickname that comes up for himself is Old Ironside, and then Old Iron Stomach. Yeah, they love their Michael Ironside references. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we failed to mention that uh, Sean got Buzz out of some some predicaments. Or he got him out of one predicament and also yeah. got him a cat. But yeah. him having a tattoo of the Baja Man is just nuts. Yippee-yo. Mm-hmm. Um, man, they, they really just, they just made a killing on that. I mean, I feel like they're still making a killing on it. You know what I mean? Eating. Like it, They're eating. If there's a kid's movie and a dog gets out, that they're getting called. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's I'll, just... I'll say this. It's been a long it's been a long time since I've heard that song. Yeah, same. I feel like you could I feel like you literally could not make a movie or TV show without using it for like two years. It was just like you just heard Yippee-I-O everywhere you went. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I like them trying to explain what it's about. And it's mm-hmm. basically it's a feminist theme song. I mean, I, from what I, I what I've heard is that they said that it's about guys who are like obnoxious about like hitting on women. Which I think, if you actually listen to the lyrics, makes sense. I'll say this: the thing about people saying it was about ugly women just doesn't make sense if you actually listen to the lyrics of the song. Um, it seems like it's like the idea of it is it's a fun time, and who let the guys who are you know being a holes, you know, trying to pick up women is that's it. I kind of believe them. Because the, the, the lyrics kind of suggest that. I'll say this. The, the theory that it's about ugly women just doesn't make sense. And that clearly was just dudes who, you know, wanted to hit on ugly women uh, who grafted that onto it. Because that's oh, why no, they. This makes, this makes total sense. It says, until the fellows started name calling mm-hmm. and the girls yeah, responded yeah, yeah. to the call, I heard a woman shout out who let the dogs out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they were telling the truth. It actually is about guys who are obnoxious to women. <laughs> um, there's a line saying, say, a doggy is nutting if he don't have a bone. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm not sure if that phrase translates to Jamaica, though, so we don't know. It's um, not Jamaican, it's Bahamanian, so. Oh, <laughs> right, duh, duh, of course. No, duh, how did I fucking mess that up? The, the Baha man. Yeah, you fucker. Um, yeah. So, anyway, this guy is, um, he, that's, last he decides that he's going to out Spencer Spencer. So, mm-hmm. he's going to run with this theory without even considering it. So, he's talking to some reporters, mentions that it was a John Doe, and he says that this person was not killed by a shark. And as this is going on, Juliet is slinking away. She doesn't want to be associated with this. And uh, the reporters start making fun of him to his face. Yeah, they start making fun of him to his face. And, you know, um, sure, it's nothing he's not used to already. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, he seems pretty hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only further confirmed when the next day, the the paper, one of mm-hmm. the papers in, in Santa Barbara. The Santa Barbara Courier. Yeah, the headline for the story is something about uh, Detective Dipstick, which is mm-hmm. objectively a fucking hilarious name. It is. It's great. 
Yeah, it's good. And it, oh, it's Detective Dipstick is up to it, up to it again. Mm-hmm. And he seems to have a problem at first with just the fact that what did he do the first time? Mm-hmm. Uh, not the Detective Dipstick part of it, but uh, yeah. So that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than that, like as of right now, no one has been reported missing stateside, so they have no idea who the John Doe still is. And that's when Sean and Gus show up. Yeah, not to help. And Sh- Sean and Gus want a signed copy of the newspaper, and Lassie calls it libel or slander, which of course it isn't, you know, because it just make a judgment on his stupidity. Um, but Sean has a bigger problem. He says that it's copyright infringement because he copyrighted that phrase and Officer Whoopsie six months ago. <laughs> right. And so Lasseter at this point starts blaming this whole situation on Sean. Mm-hmm. But Sean reassures him that like, no, he's on the right track. You have mm-hmm. to like trust your instincts. You know, mm-hmm. the thing with him is like he always has a crazy hunch, but for whatever reason, it's always right. So like it's only fair that maybe Lasseter has this crazy theory for once. And maybe yeah. he's right about it as well. And I love that Lassie says one loose end doesn't make it foul play. And Sean goes, go, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that's fair. That is kind of the whole show. Um, and so, yeah, Sean's really trying to like, you know, in coax Lassie towards being more like him. He says they're like Chassis, Charlton, Spencer, but they're going to go to the corner and Sean's excited because of course he loves that guy. And so our good friend Woody Schrode is back. Um, and, uh, you know, they come down and, uh, you know, she's excited to see, uh, Sean and we get the 411 about this body. The four one one, yeah. Uh, the victim was chewed off below the waist, right? Um, yes. Which is not and the wrist. Correct. Uh, yeah. No, not bef- not below the wrist. But, he had his hands. No. He just didn't have his fingers. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But what was weird was that he was wearing an expensive watch, but it wasn't waterproof. So mm-hmm. this is not typical behavior of a boatsman. Uh, you know, a typical boats person. Um, and of course. They're, they're having a hard time finding the body because the fingerprints don't exist because there's no fingers on the corpse. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the dental records were inconclusive, which I think is just a lazy way of just getting us past the rest of the spot. But OK. Yeah. Um, but the coroner suggests that maybe um, they found a belt on him, which for whatever reason suggests that he has a wallet on him. I don't know mm-hmm. why they're correlated, but sure. Um, but yeah, he probably had a wallet on him. And that wallet is probably somehow inside the shark. So they need to find the shark. Yes. So, um, you know, they Lassie then asks about the what looks like a knife wound. Um, and Woody says that it's intriguing. He can't say it's not a wife knife wound. But the thing he says about the knife that would have to make it is that the knife would have to have many characteristics of a shark tooth. So obviously it's not looking great for Lassiter. You know, um, it's a reach. Yeah, it is to him. But, you know... Again, they Sean basically kind of talks him into like that's not the end of the, the of this trail for whatever reason, and you know this further incites him to commit to their version of this investigation, which is it's still a murder. Mm-hmm. And so we find out that the mayor has put out was it the mayor, yeah, the mm-hmm. mayor put out a ten thousand dollar reward for Mayor Larry the Vaughn. Yes. Nuts. Um. So we're getting to like Jaws territory yet yeah again. i mean that's the name of the mayor from jaws i that's not the mayor inside is it really yeah I, yeah but that's not the one from this show no i just made i said late mayor later Vaughn, oh, that's, the name, okay, that's okay. the name of murray hamilton's mayor character in the 1975 film jaws 
Why do you even know his name is Murray Murray Hamilton? Murray Hamilton because he's a old character actor. He's been well, he's in like, the Amityville Horror and a couple of things. And because I have issues, what do you want from me? Yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, but yeah, so the mayor put out a ten thousand dollar reward, so every nut job's hitting the water. And Lassie and Jules really can't get a boat. They're trying to commandeer a boat from this one dude whose name I forgot to write down, even though he's the murderer. Um, Tanner. Tanner. And uh, Carlton's about to pull the biscuit on him, which is, that's how you know he's unhinged, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He threatens him, essentially. Or he's about mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I do like that they're, they're, they're not quite sucking on chili dogs or glizzies, but they got some no. corn dogs on them. They got mm-hmm. the... Do you, how, what are your feelings on corn dogs? Pro generally before before cor- before yeah before when I could still I know whenever I talk about foods I can't eat anymore I still I think I talk about them pre, um, although corn dog would actually be pretty easy to do gluten free because both it's mostly cornmeal um, uh, the, pro as long as it's not one of the situations where it's like eighty percent batter to twenty percent hot dog those are the worst I see. Yeah, how about corn you? dogs. I rarely ever have them. Like, yeah. rarely. I mean, it's exactly. A, there's not a lot of places you're gonna just get a corn dog on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, so Lassie and Jules end up getting on a police boat, um, but Sean and Gus are not invited. You know, because Sean says we're not not at least amigos, homeboys, platonic soulmates. Um, mm-hmm. But so they end up skulking away, and who do they see on a boat? You knew it was gonna happen the moment they got to the marina. You knew you were gonna see that ball down on a boat. Who do they see? Absolutely. They see Judge Mills Lane from uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. No, just kidding. They see uh, Henry, of course. Um, he's there. And according to him, him and Wayans, his buddy, I guess? Or... No, 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 no. The joke is he says, we're going to hunt Marlon. And Sean says, Wayans, oh, okay. good job yeah, before they make there. another White Chicks. And then Gus says the objectively wrong thing, which is that White Chicks is hilarious. And I'm going to reclaim a lot of 2000s comedies. No, we're not. No, no, no. White Chicks is not funny. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's not. I, I, I haven't I, seen it. I haven't seen it. I don't really want to. I don't think I will. No, I, I, like, I've seen like bits. I haven't seen it in full in forever. But I've seen like bits on either like cable or like on like a TikTok thing. And it's just like, no, like this is actually like. Because sometimes you go back and watch those 2000s comedies and they're a little savvier about gender and sexuality than you remember. It's like, oh, that's not as bad as I thought. No, White Chicks is just, it's as bad as, like, obviously, like, the racial humor is still funny and it still works because it's, like, about white people. But the gender humor is just really bad. <laughs> it's just it's really bad. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. I'm not going to see it. Yeah, but, uh, no. yeah, I, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I not I don't think I think the first two scary movies are good. I I think the Wayans they've made good movies. I'm not you know trying to besmirch the good name, but White Chicks no. Anyway, um, so we cut to the police station, uh, and Lassie's disheveled, and they didn't catch the fish, sorry the shark, and he's having an existential crisis because in addition to being a cop, he prides himself on being a good fisherman. Yeah, which I think at some point we've seen that he went out with Henry. Yes, uh, there's that whole plot where he was he became fishing buddies with Henry. Correct. Um, and yeah, you know, it's one of the top five things he's good at, along mm-hmm. with profiling and skee ball, which is just, <laughs> yeah, you know, topical. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Juliet's not being helpful. So Lasseter continues on his, uh, or this might be the first time he said it, but. No, it's not, but we just didn't mention it before. But people, I'll say this, but most people watch the episodes and I don't know. He says to her to shut it a couple times earlier and she doesn't like it. Okay. Yeah. Which is simple. Uh, this- if, if a grown adult tells me to shut it and they mean it, I'm going to be pretty pissed. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, this is like, I don't know, it happens like maybe five times in this episode or it's yeah, about probably. to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not good. Uh, yeah. So we go back to Psych HQ mm-hmm. and it looks like Gus rolled in his uh, pharmaceutical stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. His, his samples. Yeah, his samples because, you know, he needs to beep those numbers up. Because apparently they have they haven't had a paying case in three weeks or so. We really don't talk about how Gus is the paragon of big pharma. Like he actually does have the job that is probably the most para, like the most objectively problematic in the whole pharmaceutical industry. Like people who have to sell doctors on prescribing drugs. <laughs> like you know, there's that job just shouldn't exist at all. Like it's just why. Do you think what do you, do you think he's peddling like uh, oxycodone? No, I don't, because all the drugs he talks about selling are not that. I think that they purposely avoid that. Um, Like, I don't think that in the Netflix original film Pain Hustlers that Burton Guster makes a cameo appearance. I don't think that's happening. Um, Might have been in, like, Love and Other Drugs, though. Uh, Movie's bad. Don't watch it. Um, Who's in uh, that one? uh, Emily Blunt and Chris Evans. Yeah, it's not on my radar, but... Yeah, no. I just watch everything, and... um, the way I describe it, it's like if someone tried to make the big short, but the head of the big banks were the main characters, and they tried to make you feel sympathy for them. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Gus is back on his route because they're you know strapped for cash, and Sean is cracking the shark case because he's looking up shark tooth fillet fillet filleters. Um, yeah, filleters. And Gus points out that you're doing real police work when Lassie's using crazy theories. And Sean says, stranger things have happened. And Gus says, no. And what does Sean say? He says, yeah, like Michelle Pfeiffer dated Fisher Stevens and he fucking cheated on her, which is truly fucking insane. But uh, yeah, if there's ever needs to be more evidence that people who cheat has nothing to do with the person they cheated on, it just, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so while this whole thing is going on, there's like the TV's on in the background and we catch a glimpse of it and it appears that Henry ended up catching the killer shark after all. Um, so, you know, obviously that's where we're going next. And, you know, like we said, or like he said, Henry was going after Marlins, um, and he denies about going after the shark specifically, which to be clear, I'm not even sure if that's true or not. I don't know, and it's not really that important, um, but Sean and Gus try They want to see the shark. Sean says that they're doing like a project in their treehouse about icky thumb theology, um, but I assume is a White Stripes reference, I think. Make it... I don't think the song had come out by then. I think it did. It's pretty. It's like 2008, I want to say. Um, 2007, I guess so. Okay, I was wondering the same thing, because I'm like, yeah. is this a reference to that? Yeah, because anyway. it's one of those things where, like, I didn't want to be calling my pants down, and, like, turns out, like, Icky Thump is, like, a literary reference, that I and I just assumed it was the White Stripes, but I think that that's what it is. But Sean mentions that that's one of his favorite words, along with Avuncular and Mangroves. Um, honestly, not as good as Tungsten. He was right about Tungsten being fun to say, but Avuncular, fine, that's pretty fun. And then Mangroves are just, like, a pretty standard tree that I grew up around, so, like, they're not, it's not that exciting to me. Um, yeah. But basically, they need to see the shark's teeth to see if it matches the one wound. Um, and it's nine feet long at an undisclosed location. Correct. Um, and, you know, obviously, that's when I think Lasseter interrupts them mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, implores him as a police officer, a fellow police officer and a father, to which Henry says, or one of them says, how are you a father? Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you know, it's, it's a part of a murder theory, so mm-hmm. he needs access to the shark. So sure enough, they end up going after that. So they go to 
Sharps storage, which, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they break into the lock. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why Henry didn't have the key, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it appears that someone took the shark because mm-hmm. there's a whole bed of ice with some blood, but no shark. Yes. And so, um, you know, they, they realize that to try to find it. And Sean noticed, and, uh, Henry and Lassie are really arguing really loudly about shit, you know, about how, you know, Henry, but, you know, was hiding it and he wasn't being helpful to police and this, that, or the other. And as it's going on, uh, Sean's trying to calm them down, but he notices that there's a drift trail of ice and guts that, uh, is leading away from the facility. Yeah. So Sean asks, asks guts Mm -hmm. to get his super sniffer ready. Mm -hmm. He sees some like birds circling overhead and he suspects that maybe that's where they need to go. So they hop in a car, haul four of them and they head over to what appears to be some sort of dock warehouse area, Mm -hmm. whatever. And Lasseter stumbles upon the corpse of a shark. And that's when we get our introduction to Dr. Kimberly Phoenix Mm -hmm. who shows up. Mm-hmm. And lets them know essentially that that's not the shark they're looking for. This yes. it's not the droid you're looking for. Um, Played by the uh, great Jerry Ryan, um, correct? Who is not you know she's just I mostly just know her as one of those people who's famous for the rest of her life from Star Trek. Yeah, because as someone who's not a Star Trek person, there's people who's like, oh, this person will make money selling autographs for the rest of their life, but they're like not actually famous. If that makes sense, I don't want to be rude. You know what I mean? Like th- you know. Yeah, absolutely. No. Um, no, makes sense. She also is uh, an absolutely gorgeous woman. Um, you know, just one of those visually striking people. You're like, geez, how does it just? Yeah, she's very unique looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, uh, she's a professor of ocean studies. Um, she was called in by uh, Jules, and uh, she knows about Detective Dipstick. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, she um, they, they she starts talking to Henry and. Uh, corrects him and says like it's doctor or kim but not dr kim because i'm not a radio host um but what does she have to say about this particular shark that uh again this is not or not not again but uh it's the wrong shark the Mm -hmm. shark that they're looking for is bigger this one's a lot smaller and it's a tiger shark that Mm -hmm. uh gus identifies by the uh, what do you call it the scientific name Mm -hmm. um and yeah so henry and the doctor are flirting and that's when they get a call, or Lasseter gets a call that a leg. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we just... can't skip over the flow because you know he mentions that he's divorced, and oh, you know, no. and she she says, you know, you casually slip in your divorce to a single lady, you know. And I do love that she was like, "Is this happening?" And I love because it goes, "Yes," and your dad is totally in there. <laughs> he's totally in there, and he's uh, mm-hmm. he's apparently Gus is questioning whether he's mm-hmm. taking a page out of Sean's book or if Sean's been taking a page out of mm-hmm. Henry's book this whole time. Exactly. But this, as you mentioned, Lassie gets a call. Yeah, he gets a call. A leg just walk, washed up on Dodd Beach. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's when we get that conversation about him having game. And so they go to the coroner's office mm-hmm. and they bring the leg out. But more and... importantly, they not more importantly, but uh, Kim joins them. And I right. do love the. Uh, um, oh, yeah. You know, I know. The, you, you, my dad brought a date, brought a woman he just met to an autopsy. Who does that? <laughs> Which he well, literally like, did like four episodes. Yeah, because earlier uh, Sean's like, "Is he floating an active crime scene?" And Gus like, "You've done that three times in the last year." <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I think that's on the conservative count, by the way. Yeah, more. I mean, but, but uh, in the last year because Abigail was involved for a lot uh, of it. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's just the last year. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, the coroner tells them that there was massive tissue loss and there were some weird markings by the ankle. It almost seems like the, they were tethered to something in some way, maybe mm-hmm. some fishing wire, some fishing net, who knows? Yes. But more important than that, there was surface tissue found on the leg that had carried different DNA. Mm-hmm. So that leads everyone to believe that there is some sort of second victim somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so they go to the ocean lab department or whatever. And, um, you know, Henry gets Kim some coffee, you know, they're still hitting it off. And Sean observes some migration maps. He sees the thing about some mating grounds. And, you know, um, they, Lassie's still trying to figure out if the fingers will have survived. Um, but, uh, Dr. Phoenix, which is just crazy that her name is Dr. Phoenix. Um, like, I don't even think that's etymologically a real last name. And before you say Joaquin Phoenix, they changed their last name to something from something else that was made up in like the sixties. Um, yeah. To represent after they left the cult that they were in, they were rebirthing themselves. So they changed the last name to Phoenix. Um, Mm. anyway, um, I'm just, I'm just trying to say this. I don't think that there's any ethnicity that would naturally come up with the name Phoenix is what I'm saying. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and so, I, I'll throw shit out there. I don't know. I, did you see a couple of weeks ago when someone pointed out on Twitter that we directly contradicted ourselves two weeks in a row? Where we said, like, you can eat dinner at any time. And then the next episode, we're like, who eats at 9.30? <laughs> yeah, oh, where was this from? Someone on Twitter pointed out that we, like, we said one time, one episode we mentioned, like, oh, you can eat this meal whenever. Like, who cares? And then, like, the next episode, our character was eating at, like, 9. And we are like, who the hell eats at <laughs> Like two, uh-huh. like, two weeks in a row, we just directly contradicted ourselves. Yeah. I mean, that's Twitter, baby. Yeah. No. Oh, oh no, that's us. That's not Twitter. We contradicted ourselves. Someone just yes. pointed out that we contradict. I mean, I assume if they probably listen to the episodes back to back. But anyway, so, um, you know, uh, Lassie's going to st- go, you know, they, they just up the reward to 50000 So Lassie's holding a town hall about um, – this whole situation and he's being very hostile to the people it's very clearly that they're trying to evoke the town hall scene in jaws which frankly i was a little bit disappointed with the lack of this is not really a jaws episode even though it feels like it probably should be um yeah and yeah, yeah but lastly gets they needed job. they needed they needed like uh they needed tanner to be a lot more like uh quinn what was that guy's name quinn yeah, quinn, quinn. Mm-hmm. yeah but uh, jules has something piece of information for lassie yeah, um, and he's the, it's a very prolonged conversation, but basically, uh, the guy, the missing guy, or the stiff's boat, sorry, mm-hmm. the stiff's car, is that um, it is in the parking lot, and they need to see what's inside to kind of yeah. figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a web millionaire from Seattle named Dante Pavan, who was an ocean activist, uh, part of a group called Oceans First, and so. You know, he didn't ever rent a boat, uh, but he also was involved in some crazy protests. So maybe he like tied himself to something. He previously tied himself to a buoy. Um, And so the whole pursuit of the shark is no longer relevant to Lassie because he only needed the shark to identify the body. Um, And he's kind of he's fully out on this whole Sean business where, you know, he's done being crazy, you know? Yeah, he's done being crazy. He's 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 he likes the facts. They comfort him, and you know, it's he's that's when Lassie tells him that they're gonna part ways now. He's gonna go the rational route, and Sean can go down his you know mm-hmm. his more esoteric uh, version of yes uh, tracking these things down. So they go back in the town hall and they speak to the people. Um, 
Sean makes a nails on a chalkboard sound, and he basically does a little bit of a quit impression. Um, and there's a montage of him explaining some of the old cases. I really don't know why this is in the episode. Um, and uh, they then, uh, after a montage, only Tanner is left. Um, and so they're going to team up with him, and he's not really here for Sean's yapping. He tells him that he needs him to shut up. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they uh, get on the boat, and Gus says, I need to get off this boat, and Sean says, don't be Leon from the Like a Prayer Muse video. I don't really get that reference. I'm assuming that uh, Leon is in the Like a Prayer Music video, but I'm... I don't know. I was thinking about that. Um, I mean, the only thing I could say is that... Oh. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. He was like the black, like, saint. It was a very controversial music video at the time because of that. Yeah. That's why. Um, Don't know why they would say that, but... I mean, why does he say don't be exactly half of a 12-pound Black Forest ham? I mean... (laughs) Well, yes, of course, but I mean, it seems very, uh, you know, considering. Did we get to when he says, but... "Don't be the way Eric LaSalle spells Eric," or is that later? Um, anyway, that's a good. Uh, uh, so um, Gus is on chum duty, and so then Sean uses the maps. You remember to say, "Go to the reef," basically, um, and uh, we then cut back to the police station, and now Jules is the one who thinks that it might be murder. Yeah, she she agrees. Um, uh, she believes Sean about the whole situation, and that's when Lassiter starts to. Uh, they really, um, what's it called? Like, <laughs> he gets into like his darkest mode right now. Yes, because he basically says they... that because the letter it's basically her evidence is a letter written to the editor of the Career, and he says that in order, he'd rather French kiss a hobo than read it, and he wants that the porter who has his name was something Gorsuch I don't remember the first name. Neil. The only news he wants to read in the Career is his obituary that he died self inflicted and it was painful. Right, and uh, and he seems to think that he feels better now as a result mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, not great. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that scene in The Simpsons. I know you weren't a big Simpsons watcher, but there was an episode where this like rogue like uh, army officer bombs like the mad 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 what do you call it? Mad magazine. Mm-hmm. Like they bomb the building in like New York because like whatever, and so they bomb the building and there's like it all comes down and then there's like ten people left around and some guys like, hey, is everybody all right? And one guy says, I actually feel better now. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. So anyway, um, basically, uh, this dude, P- Paven, Paven, whatever his name is, wrote an open letter to the fishing industry of Santa Barbara saying, stop illegal fishing or I will. So he was, you know, clearly making threats. Um, and we then cut back to um, Gus getting called a panty waist uh, by Tanner. I don't speak Sea Dog. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Sean asks for some quiet. He wants to go inside, you know, because they're at the reef and nothing's happening. And clearly he's in over his skis. Um, and uh, so Henry calls, sorry, Sean calls Henry looking to get Dr. Kim, sorry, Dr. Phoenix's number. But uh, she's busy. Yeah, she's busy. Uh, she's busy with Henry. Uh, they're, I don't know, at his house, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pouring two glasses of wine. He's at, remember, so... he's, at, he's at his wet bar that he built that he's going to make Harvey Wallbangers with. Oh, nice. Yes. Um and so, yeah, that's not going to be a help to him at this moment in time. But uh, so, yeah, they hang up and Sean like takes a look around and he sees some letters from the from Pavon's uh, c- 
company. Mm-hmm. Ocean's first. They're on the boat. Mm-hmm. He also sees some final notices. Mm-hmm. Seems to be some sort of violation tickets or something. Mm-hmm. And um, at this point, it's starting to look like Tanner's involved. And yeah. more than that, Sean finds some serrated blades that appear yes. to look like shark fins. There's a large one and a small one, but mm-hmm. the medium one is missing. Yeah. So, so Gus and Sean right are now, having this this yeah. conversation. Gus doesn't want to believe it. But anyway, they go back out and we learn that Tanner is looking to kill this shark with dynamite. So that's very clearly, you know, he wants to destroy the evidence. Um, and Sean notices that Tanner has a bandage around his wrist. And then we realize, oh, the shark attack we saw in the beginning of the episode was Tanner getting attacked. Um, and so he got, that was the DNA that was in the shark, that was on the John Doe's Pavin's leg. So that's why he needs to kill the shark, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. So uh, they tell him this and um, he's, uh, he's you know, m- villain monologuing. Um, and I think I appreciate his Bond, uh, Bond villain speeching. Yeah, I think I appreciate here is rather than trying to like a proactive, protracted like chase around a boat or whatever, where like this man who's like seventy is you know trying to overpower two guys. The realistic thing happens where when his back is turned, someone hits him over the head. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's always really unrealistic when, like the the one needs to be a lot stronger than the two for one person to beat two people in a fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just right. Um. So I do appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we then get, uh, we cut to the end and, um, there's new headlines in the Santa Barbara Courier. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sean, the psychic helps Mm -hmm. solve the crime and they go to see Lassie and they basically go to gloat about it, which is Mm -hmm. not great. Um, but Lassiter, you know, says he's over it and he doesn't want to be like Sean. He'll always be the more, you know, level headed, you know, analytical type. Mm -hmm. Uh, sure. Um, and yeah, that's it. He just doesn't want to be like Sean at the end of the day. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and he says the people, you know, I'm a level cop and people respect me for it. Name two, name one. <laughs> right. Guys, um, but yeah. And then we, uh, cut back to the psych office. We they go in and, uh, Dr. Phoenix and Henry are uh, looking through Gus's desk. It's like, you have a key. No, we left the door open. They need some sunscreen. Um, and they need more than SPF 50, which is smart, you know. Don't want to get skin cancer, especially around the boat all the time. Um, make sure you get weirdly dermatology screenings, guys. Um, yes, and so, please. Uh, you want to talk about a silent killer? Boo, you're growing up in Florida. Some people. There's no, <laughs> nothing fun. No, there's nothing funny to say. It's just like, oh, so-and-so got skin cancer. Two years later, they have liver cancer. Two years later, they're dead. Um, Arizona, so. too. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, wear your sunscreen and... Uh, get checked out uh, but anyway um was, da, da, da. yeah sean's happy for them and what uh henry points out is not only is he interested in her she's an ocean expert and he's still looking to hook some marlin baby yeah he's playing the long ooh, game ooh, ooh, um, ooh, ooh, which ooh. i don't believe him but yeah all right i don't believe yeah. him either because if i remember correctly that is the series rap for jerry ryan um <laughs> okay and also i don't think you can fish for marlin in california i think that's illegal Oh wow, damn! I, I was doing, yeah. I don't know. I uh, wasn't. I didn't grow up fishing, but that that sounds right. Um, uh, yeah. Um, it's so funny because in Florida, like I think I think it probably doesn't happen much in California. I mean, it does probably to some extent, but like because 
Florida is you so the actual land is so much more inundated with water. Like there are tiny rivers and ponds and like streams everywhere. Whereas like, in California, I don't think it's as much that right. Just because it's you know a lot drier. That mm-hmm. truly like little like reservoirs, any reservoirs, but like you know tiny bodies of water with like little overpasses on like a highway or whatever. You'll still not just see people fishing there. <laughs> like literally any bottle of water, people are fishing. Um, yeah, you, know. you don't see that here. Yeah, it's a and you know good for them. You know it's a a good pastime. I feel like if I I feel like if my family was from Florida, I would have grown up fishing. But there are a lot of Floridian things that I just didn't do because I came from a family. My you know my parents weren't fisher people. You know so. Um, yeah, they're from New York. New yeah, York. I mean, my dad had gone fishing with his dad, but my dad is also like not. He's not a dork like I am, but he's not a super outdoorsy person, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, his idea of physical activity is playing a sport, not, you know, camping and hunting, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, and that is it. Uh, what do you get this episode of 10? I gave it a 7.5. So do I. It's fine. It's not an episode I have a lot of fondness for, generally. Um, I think that it's, like, it... I think the fact that the identity of the victim and all of the stuff surrounding the actual crime is obscured for a majority of the episode makes it feel kind of formless for most of it. Because we don't know like how far we are in the case, if that makes sense. Because like mm-hmm. we don't know any of the suspects until the end. We don't it's not we don't know any we don't know any of the suspects, any of the motive, any of the situation. We don't know anything. And obviously I understand that you're trying to do something different, but I, I, that's frankly why I think if they were to hew more strongly to a Jaws parody, I think it would have worked better. Not that I'm trying to give them notes because you want to take things what they are, but it feels like this episode could, could have used another grounding element. If they're not going to have the traditional case solve parts, I think if they had like a, you know, following the step if if i could recognize them hitting ploppies of jaws it would have been easier to you know engage with i completely agree I completely now agree. do you agree with the fact that uh we need to promote things like uh you where you are on twitter oh yeah um you can follow me at andre Pereira, and you can follow me at the j christie please rave you subscribe share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life and tune in next time as we talk about the season four finale wow mr yin presents